Hi, this is Gina, and welcome back to Resisting Gilead. So it's been a little while. Some things have happened in our lives, you know, and um, I mean, let's be honest, so much has happened, so much drama and trauma and political idiocy and maybe now we're turning a, a turning a corner and I want to let you know that so many times particularly during the past year once the pandemic started I thought I just got to get back on the resisting Gilead train and start talking about all the crazy stuff that's happening in our country and how we need to stop it but for some reason Rebooting the podcast during that time was just going to be too soul crushing for me. I think that's the only way to explain it. Um, it's that kind of tight feeling in my chest where you want to cry and you want to scream, um, but you also feel paralyzed with fear just about doing something and it not having any type of impact. So at one point I'd even announced I'm rebooting the podcast. And then about a week later, I was like, you know what? I'm not rebooting the podcast. I am going to do everything in my power that I can do to make sure Trump does not get reelected. So that's where I started off my um, foray into text banking. And it wasn't necessarily to promote Joe Biden. It was really targeting a large group of women who don't regularly vote, who have often voted Democrat, and to give them all the information they needed for whatever state, region, et cetera, they were in to make sure they could vote. Um, and that was awesome. I reached out to thousands of people through tax banking. Um, not everyone was so happy to hear from me um, <laughs> for some of the responses I got. But it was amazing. And I think something that when, you know, the many votes were finally tallied in, in states that seemed to be up in the air, um, I had had the best experience text banking in Georgia. The women there that, that I corresponded with were on fire. They were on fire. They were on top of it. They were asking how they could get involved. And it was amazing. And it paid off in the end. And so that's my very happy text banking story. Uh, there are some others too, but um, that's the one I felt the best about when um, all the results came in. So that kind of leads me down a little bit of a road in terms of how we lead into the next season, which three episodes go up later this week. We'll be covering all of them. I'll be doing some solos, some with guests, but there's kind of a large... I don't know, not a large, but there's kind of a list of things that politically speaking, I'm sure will come up during the course of this season and, and things that I've really been thinking a lot about um, as I rewatched the last seasons of Handmaid's Tale and um, just things happening in the world right now. So in terms of things happening in the world, um, the biggest thing that's been on my mind lately is trauma response and how people respond to trauma. And I think for a long time, people thought of trauma as something that happened to someone's body when they were in a horrible accident and brought into the ER, the, the physical, obvious physical trauma. But I'm talking about emotional trauma. 
Um, because I think if anything, resisting Gilead represents a whole lot of emotional trauma. In fact, um, some people call it torture porn, which I don't necessarily think that's the way to think of it. But um, I like to think of it now as more of a study in trauma response, because I think over the past year, we've seen a lot of trauma response coming from the Black Lives Movement as a result of the George Floyd murder. And um, it just means something different to me now. The Handmaid's Tale show, I'm watching TV in a different way. Like I have to say, I don't know if anyone watches Station 19, but the episode I saw last week blew me away. I was like, this is about trauma response. This is understanding how people respond to not just five years as June has, not just five years of trauma, but more than a century of trauma. Um, so we're gonna be talking about that some and um, hopefully I will have some guests on that might have more eloquent insights into it than I have, but um, it's just something I've been thinking about a lot lately. Um, and turning trauma response into activism, activism, not activism, Jesus, uh, into turning trauma response into activism, which I think is something that we'll continue to see more and more as time goes on um, in our society. At least I hope we do. Something else I thought a lot about during the pandemic was how would Gilead have handled this pandemic? Um, I think they would have been way more on top of it than the United States has been, honestly. I mean, you know, I guess you win some, you lose some. Um, but I've also felt that way about Gilead when it comes to the environment. You know, it's like those people are on top of making some serious change in the environment, which is something else that just keeps coming up. I mean, you know, last summer we had another really bad fire season here in the state of California. And again, we are in a significant drought situation and we're likely to see more of that um, this summer, unfortunately. So, you know, I think that's a, a, something that's gonna come up in this. Um, and then of course, you know, the SCOTUS nomination that squeaked through um, in kind of the final months of the, the Trump presidency last year and the, um, the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg and particularly what this means for so many people across the board, not just the equal voting rights, which this should be a no brainer, but, um, you know, all these crazy voter suppression laws that are coming out that yes, you know, whatever people, crazy stuff people are trying to pass needs to go to the local level, but you know, eventually some of this is probably gonna end up at the Supreme Court. You know, women's reproductive rights as always is kind of the crown jewel in the, you know, um, hate rally of, of the right. And then, um, you know, trans LGBTQ rights are, also hanging in the balance. So, you know, one would like to think that by changing whoever the president of the United States is, is automatically going to change the, change the tone of the country immediately. The thing is, we just had someone who appointed three Supreme Court justices that, you know, really 
could do a lot of long-term damage uh, for the nation for decades to come. So I think this is something else that um, we'll likely kind of touch on as well. But um, going straight back to the show, I'm sure that everyone has watched the trailer perhaps multiple times and there's a whole lot going on. Like, I don't know, at one point I saw, I thought that was a, uh, you know, a, uh, a sonogram picture. And I'm thinking, is Serena Joy pregnant? She might be, cause she and Fred did hook up at that farmhouse uh, before they both got arrested. Um, so that's kind of one thing that's been on my mind. There's another thing about someone says she chose not to leave Gilead and Luke is saying that about June. And I'm like, well, do you mean the time she could have escaped with the baby? Or do we see another time that she decides not to leave the season? Um, I mean, damn, I don't know. Um, one of the articles I read about this upcoming season um, First, it said there's only going to be 10 episodes this season, which is fine with me. Um, watching the two 13 season episodes over again, I'm just like, oh my gosh, it's so long and so much happens. And it's so kind of like grueling and, you know, there's a lot of heartache, um, more heartache than triumphant moments, except for perhaps the last season. However, the producers always also said, it always seems like we don't really get that, that not a lot really happens in our show over the course of a season. And we just decided to let it all loose in 10 episodes. I'm like, oh my God, what is this going to be? Because it's like, I, I, you know, I, I just don't know how much, um, I don't know how much um, we can handle. I mean, I guess we'll find out very shortly here. Um, some of the personal things I'm hoping to see this season. Um, I'd love to get more on Aunt Lydia's backstory. I would love to get more on Nick's backstory. Um, that supposedly was a plan for last season that didn't happen. I don't know how much backstory we're gonna be able to dive into considering there are only 10 episodes. Um, I would love to get Rita's backstory. We know that she had a son that died in the war. We don't necessarily know what side the son was fighting on. So. Um, I'm curious to learn more about her and how she's settling into Canada. Something else that really interests me that I have seen um, is the cast list for this year. And it's pretty much all the usual suspects. They're introducing a couple new characters in uh, Gilead and I'm sure that'll be fine. We'll see, um, but they, Holly's mother, not Holly's mother, June's mother, Holly Maddox, Cherry, the actress that plays her, Cherry Jones, is listed as being back um, this season. And, you know, we've only seen her in flashbacks. But part of me wonders, and I've always kind of wondered because we know that Holly ends up in the colonies, which has been known to be a death sentence. You know, it's a death work camp. Um, but come on, we know June's mother, she is a spitfire. And I mean, honestly, June has turned into a version of Holly, right? Not the same version, but if you were already a super fired up activist and got taken prisoner and sent to some death camp, 
do you think you wouldn't do everything you possibly could to find a way to escape? I mean, that's just my thinking based on what we know about June's mother, what we know about June and how she's transformed as a person in, um, in the story. And so, you know, sure, this is probably just going to be a flashback of her, but at the same time, wouldn't it be awesome if June's mom was still alive and that we get to see her, um, which could be something that's possible. I mean, that's, that's my, that's my theory that probably won't come true, but that would be my supreme wish. Anyway, so there's a lot happening, um, a lot going to happen this, um, this season, I'm sure, in 10 fast episodes, which is really only, I don't know, seven or eight weeks, considering we've got three episodes that are going to drop this week all at once, which... Um, is great from a binge watching perspective, but it's torture from a podcaster's perspective, let's just face it. Um, and anyway, I'm super excited. I'm super excited to be back talking to you all. I'm super excited to have so many friends of the show, um, some you know old familiar voices, some new voices back this season. And I'm excited to hear what you wanna talk about, you wanna hear talked about on the show. Um, this season, I am sure, you know, of course, it's going to be about the show and the characters and Elizabeth Moss's uh, directorial debut. Um, but, you know, so much of this is so kind of oddly close to where we are today. I mean, we're in a much better situation in many ways than we were at this point last year. No one's going out there telling us to, you know, drink bleach or, you know, shine UV rays up our rear ends. But um, so that's a huge improvement, but there's still so much work to be done. And I think if there's one thing that kind of rewatching The Handmaid's Tale recently, uh, the verdict that came down in uh, the Derek Chauvin murder trial last week and um, just kind of everything else is that using our right to protest and to talk to our elected officials and to sign petitions and to take action for what's just and right in this world is our most important right. Our, our voice is our most important right. Um, that is something that has been taken away from these characters in The Handmaid's Tale it's something that's been taken away from many of the citizens of this country for more than a century in super crafty, obnoxious, political BS ways. And so um, I'm hoping we could talk a little bit more about kind of our individual POVs on activism this year as well. Um, and kind of the steps we take to uh, make the world a better place. So with that said, I will leave you until next week where probably more podcasts and you'll have time to listen to will drop about the first few episodes. But in the meantime, um, stay well and stay tuned. Mm -hmm.